We are live. Trey Goodwin. Coach Trey, how you doing, man? Good, but we uh you know, we're chilling, getting ready. A little bit of a uh, little bit chilling? of an interest. Yeah, we are. No, like we're legit chilling. A little bit of interesting uh I need to close that door. A little bit of interesting games this weekend. Um obviously a a diverse little, little group here. Uh, obviously, getting our getting all of our picks together and stuff. Player props, ding. Um, ding. Before we even get on to this week's games, we just have to go over Sunday night, right? <laughs> um, I just want to hear it from you. I mean, the four is yours. I want to hear. I want to hear it. I want to hear it from you, man. You sure. Yeah. What happened? Thoughts. Before before I get started, I just want to say um, shout out shout out to uh, shout out to Florida State for uh, for showing up in the dome. Man, it's it's really hard to go down there and and, and represent. Uh, Coach Trey killed it. Um, West Virginia spread ding. Arkansas spread ding. Also won between the uh, the, the number of seven and twelve ding. Um, okay, so here's where we lost. Um, so the Big Four parlay had Georgia, Arkansas, Ohio State, and LSU. You and I vastly, I think, vastly underestimated the amount of time that it would take for a team to to, to maybe gel together. Um, and they figured it out in the second half. They only had eight. They had the ball eight times, uh, four times in the first, four times in the second, and four times in the second. They scored a tutty on three of them. Wasn't enough time. Uh, Mike Norvell deserves all the credit. I said that the strength of them was going to be the defensive line. Neither you or I knew that Mason Smith was going to go down on the fifth play of the game. Um, I, they had an answer for everything, and you never block out and and not down when you're on special teams. That that is that seventh grade. Like I, I look if if LSU is going to get go over six and a half, like we talked about for this season, they're going to have to clean up a couple of things. You have to bet on the come for them. Like you have to. And I said the exact same thing with Florida. Um, the only difference is that Florida was able to to eke out their kinks. And if you go and you watch the game over, you see some of the missed assignments and things that they had on defense and offensive blocking assignments. Problem is they were able to win and, 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 and scratch that out versus LSU taking the loss. So two ends of the coin there, man. Look, I mean, Billy Napier's riding high and now Brian Kelly's, you know, on the sideline with a red face. So, um, and, and, and one more thing that I would just want to say, and then I'm going to let you give your little spill on this, is I think when you have the amount of eyeballs on you like the SEC does, you, you have to come to work every week. And that sometimes means that you have to – and this is – again, I am not a college football coach, but you sometimes have to – you sometimes have to insert yourself in decisions. I understand that everybody wants their coaches to make their own decisions and you want to make them feel as though they're doing their job. But with or without him having a bad attitude, Kayshawn Booty has to have more than, than, than two touches in the first half. Like that, that you, yeah. I mean, you can make the same thing for Ohio state, man, and, and their offense. And for the sake of God, we can talk about them, but like, that's like, you know, like if Jackson Smith and Jigba goes a game and has three touches of the ball, then that, then you're trying to not, give yourself the best chance to win. So whatever that needs to happen to get him more involved, you know, get him, get him involved early. 
Um, but it happens. Also, man, shout out to the kid Malik Neighbors, bro. I, I, that kid loves his team in the state more than anybody. And for him to, to play like that is, is, is gut-wrenching. You never want to see that for a kid on any team. Uh, I, I really do feel for him. So all I can do is offer up my condolences, man. There's a lot of money that we left on the table with that. And uh, yep. I'll kick it to you because I know you had more money on it than me. <laughs> yeah. Um. So one, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, yet again, uh, another parlay killed. Yeah. Betting on some of my local teams. I just maybe I just gotta stop betting local. Um. Number one. Um. I do not in any way condone death threats. Threats towards these kids man Facts, uh, Facts. they they don't deserve it whether you know win or lose it's not that serious man it's not that serious um on the flip side you do you do need to learn or they need to learn that criticism is going to come with being an lsu athlete mm. especially on the football level an ncaa so, athlete a division one yeah. athlete a power <clears throat> conference athlete especially now with NIL being a thing, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you go to your local Raising Canes here in Louisiana, you're seeing a lot of these guys out there. I mean, they're making they're making their money. And I'm 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 for that. So the difference between, you know, threatening these kids and and uh giving them criticism are need to be better because uh some of these guys got a little bit too much hate. Uh no one ever deserves that. So that's number one. Uh two, as far as the game is concerned. Uh, I got PTSD from uh, the UCLA game. Uh, it's just like, except for we didn't, you know, LSU didn't get absolutely body bagged in that game. Uh, it, it j- it's just a helpless feeling. You, you get so hyped up. You have so much expectations. But then, you know, Matt Muscona said it best. Like, you've got to realize what LSU was going into this game. And I just think that we didn't find a happy medium there. We kind of just overlooked that. And uh, we overlooked for the state as far as their defensive line is concerned. We knew they were good. We didn't know that they were going to make that big of an impact, especially on special teams. And that leads into my my next point. You just can't do – you can't have that many mistakes on special teams. I mean, on offense, it's one thing. On defense, it's one thing. You just can't do that to your defense. Uh, you can't do it to your offense. You did – you know, we'll miss field goal. Uh, that was blocked, right? It was a blocked field goal. Two of them. One was a PAT, one was a field goal, and two drop punts by neighbors. Uh, to me, a couple things. One, I don't know if I send out neighbors the second time. Uh, that's hindsight. Uh, to me, in that situation, with what three minutes left to go, I'm sending I'm sending Butte out there. My best my best player. Uh, I that's one. I. I hindsight like i said but i'm not especially seeing how the the first play what the first punt played out where it, it just you could tell i mean it's not hard to tell i mean you get on the knee to try and catch it that's nerves that's just complete nerves and a big time game sunday night everyone's watching uh so that's one i send out Butte there and, and brian kelly said that didn't affect the game and sure technically it didn't but it did at the same time uh, you get the ball with three minutes left. You don't have to go 99 yards uh, in, what, a minute and a half. You have to go, you know, about 60 to 70 yards or probably more than that. It was 70 to 75 yards. 
for three minutes. I'd rather take that all day. Uh, I don't know. It's just I you can't say that it didn't affect the game. It did. Special teams lost this game. Uh, the tight end misses the block uh, on the PAT. Uh, you watch it, and he's going to block Casper. And, and like you, you've mentioned this before when we were talking after the game, you just don't block the outside. The outside is it's just not the play to go. I'd rather you just fall on your damn knees than do what he did. You know, if you fall on your knees, you at least kind of distract or, or cause some kind of interference with the play. Uh, so with all of that being said, with how many mistakes were made, there are some positives. Uh, you know, Jaden Daniels, shout out to him. I made an off the record bet, uh, you know, at Coach Trey's house. I threw a $500 bet yeah. on his rushing yards because the star didn't get announced until I think a, a two hours before the game. Yeah. So uh, it was off the record. I should have put it on there. It's my apologies. Uh, it was just a, a, a last second bet. Shout out to him, though, man. He played excellent. Uh, you couldn't ask much more outside of, you know, like I said, we only had the ball eight times, uh, two, three and outs, I believe, maybe three. But uh, once they figured out the offense, he did an excellent job. He extended plays towards the beginning when there was literally nothing. And uh, lastly, on this on this game, my last comment on this game, with the positives comes, you know, Boutte needs to have a better attitude. I completely agree with getting him the ball more. I think he needs more targets. I'm all for that. But at the same time, uh, he drops an, you know an easy touchdown that's thrown right at him. He just doesn't he doesn't turn his head. It was kind of a lazy route in my opinion. Uh, his attitude showed and and. He deserves the most criticism out of the most. Definitely not any threats, like I've said before, but he deserves the most criticism, I believe. He's your best player. I don't care if he came back. I don't care about the pity party. Oh, I came back to help this team. And I, I'm, you know, there's no I in team, man. Uh, I don't care what your accolades are. You need to show, uh, just as far as your teammates are concerned, a better effort. And I, I just didn't see that. And that's just aggravating as a fan. So that's my last comment on it. Take the positives, though, man. Played the absolute worst you could, and you could have won. Could have won the game. So uh, they play Southern this weekend. Hopefully it's a good tune-up game there. And let's move on, man. I don't really want to talk about it anymore. I'm with you. Let's go over our picks for week. Um, Do you want me to start or do you want to start? It's up to you. I mean, go ahead. All right. So typically we would not do this. Uh, we'll do it here occasionally. We're just going to go over our cards, uh, what we post to the Patreon, completely free. Uh, I haven't had the best uh, start in the first two weeks, mainly because of the LSU game. So I'm going to go over my card, and uh, we're just going to go – uh, you know, I'll go over mine. Trey will go over his. That way, it's easy to keep up with. Uh, I like my plays this week. Uh, I did a lot of research, and the best part about all of this is we have data now. Um, it's tough betting without data. Uh, you know, sports books can't even make correct lines. I mean, they put Jaden Daniels' rushing yards in, in the mid to high thirties. I think that was a huge mistake. Uh, he was going for about 50 to 60 yards <laughs> last season. So just because he plays for a new team doesn't mean he's going to go down 30 yards. So 
Uh, even sports books have problems with it. So the fact that Trey is doing so well, kudos to him. Uh, but now we've got data, man. We've got we've got everyone playing, and, and now we can kind of dissect what's going on. So uh, with my first play, we start tomorrow night. Uh, I like UCF minus five and a half. Uh, they're playing Louisville, and if you just look at you know how both teams played, it, you know, they're going they're trending in the opposite directions. Uh, Gus Busman, ever since leaving Auburn, he has taken over this team, and he's done a phenomenal job with this team. Uh, I can almost argue he deserves another big job, uh, and maybe on the college level in the SEC, maybe he goes elsewhere. But uh, he's done a great job with uh, with this team. He gets transferred John Plumley from Ole Miss. He's a versatile quarterback. Um, I believe he threw for 300 yards and also rushed for 100 with five total touchdowns. So. Uh, with a weapon like him, uh, it's just going to be hard for – I don't see Louisville getting as many stops as uh, as their defense is advertised to. And they have a similar quarterback. They have Malik Cunningham, kind of the same way, more of a runner. But uh, I just think five and a half is too low here. I think, I think UCF clears two touchdowns easily. So I like that game. Duke and Northwestern under 59. Uh, <clears throat> you know, this is a classic Big Ten – Northwestern team that uh, just loves to grind out a game. Uh, they like to run the ball a lot. They just run, run, run. And Duke's defense is impressive. Uh, I think I think they've got some new coaches there, and they uh, I think I believe they should out Temple thirty to nothing. Uh, and Northwestern obviously uh, beat Nebraska and Ireland. I believe I forgot what where they played uh, week zero, but they beat Nebraska, and it was a tight contest. And I just think both of these teams. I just don't see a world where they clear 60 points. I mean, I could be completely off on this. I don't think Duke has the offense to go into an offensive fight. Northwestern doesn't play that game. They they run the ball a lot. They're going to just break you down. They're going to have long possessions. So I love the under 59 in that game. Uh, Central Michigan, minus four and a half. Um, <clears throat> there's, some, there's some good and bad here. With Central Michigan, they played Oklahoma State. They put up 44 points. And Oklahoma State's defense is is pretty freaking good for a Big Twelve team. I think they're they're definitely the best defensive team outside of Oklahoma. Uh, you can argue that some of these points came in garbage time, but I I think if you ask Coach Gundy, man, I he was nervous towards the end of that game. They were just coming every single possession. They've got the offense here, and you're coming with a South Alabama team that beat Nichols. You know we know about Nichols. Who's Nichols? Forty eight to seven. Um, not a lot of competition there. I love Nichols myself, but I mean, they're just not, uh, they're just not a good team. And, and central Michigan put up 44 points against the top 20 defense in the country. Uh, so I think, I think this one's a very good game, but I think central Michigan ekes it out by a touchdown. So four and a half should clear there. Um, Washington state at Wisconsin under 49 and a half. I don't think. Washington State has the offense to put up a lot of points. This is kind of similar to the Duke-Northwestern game. Wisconsin plays a very, very similar way. It's kind of a Big Ten game like Iowa. Some of these teams up there in the north, they just grind you down. They run the ball a lot. They possess the ball. I think 49.5 is simple here. Uh, I don't think Washington State puts up more than 
I don't know, two and a half touchdowns, two touchdowns in the field goal. They'll probably need about three touchdowns if this has a chance. So uh, I don't see Wisconsin putting up a huge number as well with uh, unless they just break off a bunch of runs, which is possible, but uh, under 49 and a half for that game. And then I've got some player props. <clears throat> I've got Bryce Young over 318 and a half pass yards. KJ Jefferson over 185 pass yards. And Anthony Richardson over 204 pass yards. I like all three of them, man. They're all, you know, with Bryce Young, they're playing Texas. Uh, I expect an air raid from Bama. I expect a statement game from Saban against one of his former coaches. He has the stigma now where he's kind of 50-50 against his uh, his former assistants. So I think he's going to put out a good game. I think Bryce Young is going to air it out. This Texas secondary is suspect. Uh, I think Texas hangs in there a little bit. I know Trey disagrees on that, but uh, I think I think they're going to stay in there enough to where passing is still an option. So uh, I like that. KJ Jefferson, eight, 185 and a half is just too little for a guy in the SEC. Uh, he's a great – he's a run first quarterback, but 185 and a half is not enough. And Richardson, Kentucky's front six, front seven are really good. So I think rushing is going to be tight for them. I think it's going to be a close game. He's going to have to rely on his arm more. So 204 and a half is not crazy. <clears throat> so I like those player props. And then, uh, you know, some other teams that I like, I like Arkansas. Uh, I like USC. I like, uh, you know, honestly, USC, Arkansas, Florida are the three teams I really like. I have in a bunch of teasers and parlays um, throughout. So just rely on those three teams if you want to go – for money lines, they're they're great money line or parlay pieces. And then uh, if you want to throw, uh, you know, a lottery parlay out there for player props, I like Jermaine Burden from Bama to get an anytime touchdown, Trey Knox from Arkansas to get an anytime touchdown, and Ricky Purcell uh, from Florida to get an anytime touchdown. That's plus thirteen fifty. Uh, I think all three of those should be in the area code to get a touchdown. So good value there. That is. Rusi's picks and uh and I'll leave it I'll leave the floor to you, Trey. You got that was uh that was impressive. You just kind of rolled out the red carpet of picks there. Yeah, um, man. <clears throat> before I get started, I'm um I'm gonna just say a couple of things that you know we did kind of gloss over, and I'm I'm not, and you'll learn this about me, guys. I am definitely not the uh I I am not the I told you so guy. I might do that with with Russo, but I'm not. I'm really not. Like I'm, I'm going to say things that I think are going to hold value based upon the information that we have at, the, at that time. Um, like you said, man, preseason is a little bit tough because you're kind of going over either the negatives or the excitement that you had to end the season, and then you just kind of, you know, insert your own folly, if you will, into you know your own you know, manner. You just, you have your own biases, biases, if you, you know, and you exclude all the negative stuff that don't fit, you know, your metric. And, you know, you just kind of go off of it. And we may be creatures of habit to do that with SEC teams, given that we do live in the South. And so we just end up watching more SEC football. We're going to watch the Michigan's, the Ohio States of the world. I mean, I was going to say Iowa, but you know, I, I mean, seven to 
five to three, whatever the game was that they had. I mean, <laughs> like we're going to watch USC. I like to watch UCLA, Arizona State. Like I watched Jaden Daniels before he went to LSU because they were just on and they were always the late game. Oregon, like, but but if we're going to make these long, you know, really big swooping, you know, notions about teams, it's because of one of three reasons. Number one, it's because we've either paid attention to the program and kind of know where they're going to go with things, and we have a pretty good of idea of a similar or comparable player or time in which they did something similar and it worked out. Okay. Number two, it is because we've also consumed other media that helps to build our own narrative because we listen to people discuss things and we kind of say, well, we kind of said that too. Like, what do you think? And we're taking notes throughout the weeks and throughout the summer. And then lastly, but certainly not least, and this has actually become a, a much more of a parent thing since this podcast has started, is that we just have information. And I'm not, look, I'm not like going to sit here and tell you that I'm, you know, the, the, the inside eye of college football, but I know a few people in a few places. And so whenever I'm, I'm, I'm told a couple of things and I give you little tidbits, it's because we're hearing it too. Like, it's, you know what I'm saying? Even if it's not just Twitter, like we're hearing it. So when I come out and say that Billy Napier is like that, and then you go out and you see them be Utah, did I or did I not come on the show last week and say, if you had a gun to my head and made me pick, well, would I pick Utah or Florida? And I picked Utah. I picked Utah because they got the older coaching staff. They got the older quarterback. They should have won. They should have won, but they didn't because Billy Napier had them ready. So, and I said, bet on the come. I said, if you don't beat, I said, beat, if you're going to beat Florida, beat them early because if they're healthy and they, and they keep, and they keep it up, like how I know Billy Napier's UL teams played, they're going to be a hoe to try to beat. Okay. So, and you just saw AR-15 light it all up. I mean, that, th- this dude it was flexing on hoes like throughout the entire game. So he's got play of the game or play of the mm-hmm. play of the season so far. But but he had not done anything yet to like warrant all the excitement, <clears throat> and it was just people like you, me, and the other people in the industry that were kind of like hyping the guy up. But it's like when you see him doing like backflips and crap, like and, and on Twitter, you see the athleticism there. But can he put it together? So. That's all it is. Um, but, but getting into that, um, I'm going to go, and y'all already know how I feel about this. I'm on the West Virginia hype train. I, look, I, Pat McAfee's going to be on college game day full time now. So cut up for that, bro. That's a West Virginia Brad. That's a West Virginia native. Like that is that is homeboy number one all day. I'm riding with them. Minus 13 over Kansas. Kansas had a 56 game losing streak on the road. They are as bad as they could be on the road. I don't really have any reason to believe that they should be able to cover this 13. I understand that that's a lot of points. I still don't care. West Virginia riding on 13. This is going to be controversial, but I am going to say it though. Uh, USC is good, but they're not, they're not close to 10 points, you know, to, a to, a, a, you know, a downstate rival good yet. Give me Stanford plus nine. There's something to be said. With Whoa. The- Stanford oh, plus nine. That is controversial, man. Something to be said. Something to be said. Ooh. And let me tell you why. Something to be said for these California teams kind of beating up on each other. Well, if you wow. watch that USC game, what about that game, other than the fact that they ended up scoring points later on, were you to make believe? I mean, they're, they're world beaters. 
They're, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, you have to watch the line of scrimmage. You have to you have to watch the way the people run routes. You have to watch the way body language is affected by the starters and the second strings and the third strings. We also I also did this exercise, by the way, and understand that I am susceptible to be wrong. I did this exercise with Florida State and they just won last week. So maybe I get burned twice by, you know, and USC is burning me. Uh, give me give me Stanford plus nine. I, I really, really, really have uh, an interesting metric for Pac-12 going forward. And this is the first the first of that calculation that I've tried. Okay. Um, another play that I'm going to make, and the reason why I'm making that, and, and you, I, I know that you're like blowing on this team's back, but understand I'm going to take Arizona at home plus 11. Um, the reason Jeez. for that. The reason for that. My the God. Reason, the, reason for takes. That, the reason for that is because I am never the hot take guy. Never, ever, 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 never am I the hot take guy. However, I know that this is a look-ahead game for Mississippi State. This is the picture-perfect look-ahead game for Mississippi State. Mike Leach is going to throw the ball 60 times into nine different people, and I get that. Um, However, if there was ever a time in which you were going to give me double-digit points at home, I don't like double-digit home dogs. I don't like that. I don't like it in college football. That's fair. I don't like it in the NFL. I don't like it in hockey. I, I, don't, I don't like it in baseball. I, whatever sport it is, I don't like huge numbers at home. This early on in the season, there's uh, there there has to be something said for Arizona to come out and have some sort of life and fight to their program. Uh, give Someone's me, not there, right? Did we get over that? Someone got fired from there? I'm not sure if they got fired yet, but you, I could look, I could be wrong. I'll, I'll go double check that. Right I'm now. just – this is the second of the calculation for for that that side of town metrics on covering at home, um, and or just covering rather in general. So give me give me Arizona plus eleven. I'm going to be honest. As far as my plays go, those are th- those are two plays that I had to dig in the really really dig in the bag. Okay. Oh, he was in the USFL. My apologies. He's gone. Correct. You're okay. tripping. Okay. Go on. Um, I'm going to have another one. I'm going to go Arkansas and South Carolina over fifty two and a half. For all the for, for all the Razorback fans, I already y'all already know what I said. I shouted out DJ Nudie. I shouted out Dwight McLaughlin before the game started last week, and Bro pulled down a pick. He also got burned on. We don't want to talk about that. Mm. Bro's a bucket. I, the the defense in general, though, all of it together needs a little bit of loving. Same thing can be said for South Carolina. Spencer Rattler. They're gonna put the they're gonna put the game on his arm. They are. So if you're telling me that this game could be a 30, 31, 27, I mean, I'm covered easy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Even, even if, even if we get it, you know, super, super close, um, I'm confident that the over can hit in that because I think it's going to end up having to be like a who could score last kind of game unless Arkansas just gets a couple of turnovers, bro, which they are so, so, so known to do. But we're going to get into that later on in the season. Um, the last of my team plays I want to play, and – this parlay that the parlay that I made last week was money in the bank until LSU decided to, to suck for for a half. Um, so check me out: uh, Tennessee on the money line, Florida on the money line, State on the money line, and we're going to parlay all those together. But we're going to shave down Bama to thirteen and a half. Full disclosure, two weeks ago and last week, I told you that Bama was going to win. If the spread was 60, I would take Bama. Bama is going to run through Texas. 
not be that's not disrespect to Texas. I love Texas. You know, I the, the the city of Austin in general, their fans are sick. Like I feel like them like I do about Morgantown, like going to West Virginia. I think Texas is a proud fan base. They piss people off, but we love that. Like I love <laughs> I love the fact that they get under people, like with the horns up and, and, and everybody wants to horns down. Like it's it's just cool to do. Like give give me Bama though, bro. Bama's pissed off. Bama's playing pissed off. Like I told you, Nick Saban doesn't like to cover spreads, and they covered it like three times last week. Bama's playing pissed off. They feel disrespected. Uh, look, look for them to 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 run through that shop. Uh, that that parlay comes out to be plus two fifty eight. So again, just to cover, it's Florida, Bama at thirteen and a half, Tennessee on the money line, State on the money line at two fifty eight. Give me a pretty good healthy unit there. Uh, lastly, but certainly not least, bro, we're going to go to the couple player props. Again, please check out the Patreon because there are going to be plays that are uploaded. I just told Anthony before we went live, there's at least three games that have not released player props that I'm going to put money on. And I have, and, and again, I have been nailing, nailing these whenever they come out at how close the number is going to be. Uh, give me uh, AR15, Anthony Richardson over uh, over the .5 on, uh, on touchdown. At minus 145, that's on DraftKings. I'm going to have to write that down, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do any time on, on, on FanDuel. I think the number is maybe 156 or something like that. But give me the minus 145. Um, that's, that's pretty easy. And if you wanted to parlay that with somebody else, you could also give me KJ Jefferson over 185 and a half on the pass yards. Uh, that dude is a heat-seeking missile and eats the souls of neighborhoods for breakfast. That dude looks like a, a left guard toting the rock so so give me all those man that's my that's my little seven spot for you of plays uh, again guys i i do frankly apologize for the for the lsu take we we really didn't have a whole lot of confidence and maybe they get it fixed and moving forward we can you know build you know that gap back but i just think that there's you know there's something to be said for for that we have to trust in brian kelly to get him right if you do trust the billy napier the way that you trust him um I think that there's a lot of things that they have to clean up, though, starting with you know uh, the, the line of scrimmage on the offensive side. So, um, and bet on the comer. Don't don't bet out my late neighbors in Kayshawn Booty. That's that's different level athletes. That's Anthony Richardson, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. You know, uh, we're, we're talking Jameer Gibbs, like those kind of athletes, bro. Um, and again, yeah. it's not too late to bet on uh, to bet on my dog Will Dub for the Heisman. Didn't not have a sack. Did not have a sack. Doesn't matter. Game. Does not matter though. Give me that extra juice. Um, it's not horrible to take a shot at Bryce Young right now. Uh, either uh, he's still pretty good odds. So I mean, if you want to double up, I know, I know, but he's you like, wanna, you want to hear another one? Go on. You want to hear it? Yeah, not AR fifteen. He's not gonna. He's not gonna hold on. All I'm saying is, if Georgia looks the way that they look for the rest of the season, oh. do not be surprised if the librarian. The man, the myth, the legend, Stetson Bennett, bro. Not bad. Not I'm bad. just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. They, that's a, they answered all questions. That's that's how you respond to you know criticism about all the teams, and they even they went out to say we're better. We're better than that team. Bro, so that's that's scary as hell. Maybe throw some bets on them. It was Oregon. How good is Oregon? We don't know. But uh, were you yeah. more? Were you more shocked? Were you more shocked at how at how good all the players that replaced their draft eligible players that they sent to the draft last year were for Georgia, or were you more? Were you more surprised at 
the gap of how much, like just in general, how good they were, or were you surprised how big the gap is between them and everybody else? I mean, I think Bama's pretty good. Uh, we're talking about we, the East. We're not talking about the West. The East. East. Um, and this is coming from people that pick Tennessee. So, so I, I eat crow week one, man. Uh, Tennessee's good. I just I thought they had enough power to over, uh, you know, override. Them on East. I, dude, I saw <laughs> enough. I, not from the, it's not Tennessee's fault. I think Tennessee's everything I expected. I didn't think Georgia, Georgia would be was going to be just as good. They've inserted uh, themselves into a, into a tier that we we're, we're starting to see people think Clemson isn't anymore. Um, right on the money with them with defense, by the way, but their offense. DJ, you but you said, but you said I tried to tell you. You said, but you, I, you and I both talked about K Clubman before the season started. We both yep. talked about it. If but Georgia's in early. early. If, if they get in Cade early, I think they can make some noise. But uh, if they enter in Cade in the next couple of games, take a shot at them to make the playoffs. I don't know what that number will be. Uh, they have the defense to make it. In the, they need be a in quarterback. The they need a quarterback. They've got everything else but the quarterback. So that's and he and Cade is light years better than DJ Guayley. We've seen plenty from him. So. Um. Yeah, Georgia I, and Oregon's not a bitch team, dude. They're just not. Uh, you're gonna see that throughout the year. They're gonna probably go out and, and win some games this year. They will yeah, probably. I mean, they are, dude. But it's 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 Georgia. Like, but that's, but again, that's what I'm saying that's why it's just a testament not, to Georgia. It's a we just didn't know Georgia. they were there. Yeah. Like we we thought they might have been like knocked down back to here because you see you see Nick Saban send 50 people to the draft every year and then they still end up being here because of you know process oriented and immediacy be where your feet are all those kind of things but Georgia is is by far and away showing you that they're ready to do that same thing I will not announce them above Ohio State yet though I know Ohio State had a rough go I think uh Jackson Smith and Jigba being injured early did not help uh but I'm not selling on them yet Georgia, why? though. Okay. As a program or this season? Because why I, would they be the Ohio winning. State? They won a natty. I, I, Ohio State, I have winning the, the whole thing. Okay. Uh, that's been that's my fair. take. I think I, they're I, good. I, I won't I won't sell them yet. They. I was concerned with their first performance, though. We'll have to also see how good Notre Dame's defense is uh, throughout the year. So that will answer uh-huh. some questions. But uh, that's it from us, man. Um, we had a great time talking. Hopefully, LSU – Gets it back together this weekend um, on FanDuel right now. Uh, NFL starts tonight. Uh, I know we don't cover NFL, but they, they're they offering a, uh, a non-sweat promo. If you bet 50 bucks, you get your money back if it loses. Uh, Stefan Diggs, over five and a half receptions. That's just a free NFL bet, man. We don't just do college, but we that's our specialty. But Stefan Diggs for the Buffalo Bills, over five and a half. Got a lot of coinage on that one. So uh, catch that up tonight. We are back in full football football mode so i'm uh, i'm kind of excited for that so that's it for me anything else trey that's it man i just want everybody to enjoy college football being back and it's not really that many weekends that we get this man so i understand if your team loses like we have to obviously kind of reset your barrier of where you think the win total is going to be but understand that you know college football is different than the sunday game the sunday game is something completely different you know that's something that you can watch and enjoy play fantasy whatever college football is a, is a different animal altogether man the way that it brings people together is, is something really sick and you know, I, I'm I'm really really glad that we're a part of this, and you know, win win lose whatever it is, um, I'm just happy to to be back in 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 uh, college football. But 
it does help that uh, that we're blazing the path of glory with money. So, yep. Stay yes, with sir. Patreon.com slash fourth one podcast. Check us out. Trey's been on fire. I will make the comeback. Uh, shout out to G Snee. His birthday is tomorrow. That's my boy. Uh, but Texas is going to lose this weekend. So sorry about that. Um, that is it from us, man. See y'all later.